Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I hate to break it, you're not the same as anyone here. Well, not if you're coming along to the Say My Name movie gala screening in celebration with Amnesty International on the 23rd of April at the Odeon Leicester Square Lux. That's right, that's the cinema where so many of the amazing premieres happen. I'm Deborah Francis White and I wrote the film. I'm also in the film and Cindy V is also starring in the film as well as other faces you'll recognise, including Peter Davison, who was Doctor Who. Come along and uh, support it. It was all shot in Wales and we used a predominantly Welsh cast, shout out, and it was produced and written by a woman. So please come along and support it and support Amnesty, where I, Deborah Francis White and the Guilty Feminists will be announcing a special relationship with Amnesty going forward and some very exciting projects. Don't miss it. Uh, dress code is glam, but you can wear whatever you like, whatever glam means to you. Hope to see you there. Get tickets at guiltyfeminist.com or the Odeon Cinema website. Say my name, 23rd of April, Odeon Lux Leicester Square Cinema. And now, Global Pillage. I hate to break it. You're not the same as anyone here, but we can take it. We're short for brown or round or I've got a feeling we are on to something here. Live from King's Place in London, the Spontaneity Shop presents Global Village, the comedy panel show starring you, the high line of the audience. Francis White and this is Global Pillage, the comedy panel show in which we pillage the globe for quirky truths and amazing facts. We're like modern day pirates, except for the fact that our treasure is information and none of us is Johnny Depp. (laughs) And we do this show because we love other countries, especially other European countries. Like our European country. Other people who love being European include today's comedians. On my left, playing for bad yogis, Abigail Shaman and Nat Latsima. And on my right, playing for good vibes, Mary O'Connell and Rubes Walsh. Woo! 
next you to first, Abigail Shimon. Hi, uh, I'm Abigail. Uh, I'm American. And on Monday, I was walking down the high street in Camden, listening to the musical Wicked, and I started to weep, and that's how I knew I was on my period. <laughs> wow. I thought you were going to say that's how I knew I was American. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Nat Sima, how are you diverse? Oh, my dad is Dutch-Indonesian, but my mum is Watford, and if you have a kid with a Watford woman, those Watford genes will dominate. <laughs> and the Watford woman will dominate as well. So Excellent. Just a warning. And why are you called bad yogis? Um, Abigail teaches yoga, and I'm terrible at yoga. And I am also bad at yoga. I just have a certificate to prove it. <laughs> uh, good vibes. Mary O'Connell, could you please tell me why are you diverse? Uh, yeah, my name's Mary. Um, I'm from North London, and I'm diverse because I dress like a T4 presenter on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And uh, Rubes J. Walsh? I'm diverse because I get hormonal, but I don't bleed. <laughs> <laughs> Trans girl. <laughs> Making fact verification cool like podcast budget Rachel Riley, please welcome in Petten's Corner, Ned Sedgwick! <laughs> Welcome our new master of the keys for today's episode, Joanna Biko. <laughs> Joanna, what Hello. makes you diverse? Um, I have this neurological condition where when I listen to music, I see colours. Um, the condition is called chromesthesia. I think I've pronounced it correctly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the first time you've played our theme tune. What yeah. colour was it? Um, beige. Beige, oh. white. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something wrong. <laughs> I'm not going to tell Mark. Deborah beige is a really good colour for synesthesia and chromesthesia. So is don't it? Be, yeah. <laughs> totally made that up. It so, also means that the theme song goes with anything. <laughs> That's true. It's a neutral. And Ned Sedgwick, have you had any global experiences lately? I have had a few, and actually, they make up some of the first round questions. But I'm going to go for a conversation I had with a German person about football. And I can't put football questions in because the Venn diagram of people who are interested in football and people who are interested in this podcast is me. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's not true. We must have some football fans in. There oh, you go. I tell a lie. Anyway, <laughs> apparently the Germans call uh, midweek fixtures an English week because we play so much football. So oh. if they have games not on a Saturday and Sunday, they're like, oh. Yeah, English Vic. <laughs> I'm not sure why they're speaking Dutch when they do it. But... Surely they Dutch. said in German, what's English, what's English Week in German? Uh, English Vic. <laughs> so, so. You live in the Netherlands, don't you, do, Rubes? Yeah. Do you speak any Dutch? I do speak a bit of Dutch. Yeah. What's English Week in Dutch? It's also English Vic. Oh. <laughs> Ned, you were correct. Ned, this bodes well for your fact-checking this yeah, week. Yeah, good. Each week, our pianist takes a folk tune and turns it into a scores jingle, which sparks so much joy, even Marie Kondo wouldn't throw it away. <laughs> Joanna, over to you. OK, so I decided to take um, Doe Deer. What is the score, please? Ned, 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 Ned. Lovely. <laughs> you look so comfortable with that, Ned. <laughs> These, each week we try and make sure that the jingle gives Ned nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> he wakes up in the night with an audience around him going, Ned, 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 Ned. <laughs> 
First up is our themed round, and this week we'll be asking questions on the theme of France. We'll go all around France and Frenchness, almost like a tour, or a tour of France, or a tour de France, if you can possibly imagine such a thing, which we can. Imagine being able to go any time to France just with your lovely red passport and then just come back again like it's no thing at all because it isn't, because it's basically like going to the same country. It's so exciting. You can just do it any time. You could live there, you could work there, you could marry there, you could do whatever you wanted and nobody would ask you any questions. Imagine that, how amazing. <laughs> no, if you had that, you definitely wouldn't give it away for no reason. All the teams Which way did you vote out of interest? <laughs> That's private. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all the teams get a chance to answer, but you get more points if you buzz in first with the correct answer. The hive mind gets a chance to answer after both teams of comedians have answered. Fingers on buzzers. Why must you never bring wine to a French dinner party? Good vibes. Because uh, it's never going to be as good as their wine. And, like, who are you trying to impress? Like, you're at the dinner, so just be yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's never going to be as good as their wine. Um, probably true, bad yogis. A lot of French places I've been to, they're quite tall buildings. And once you've lugged it all the way up that flight of stairs, you'll be really sweaty, and they'd rather you just didn't bring the wine and weren't so sweaty. How much wine do you take to a dinner? <laughs> a lot, and I'm really unfit and I sweat a lot. Fair enough. Bad if anyone yogis. wants to invite me to dinner. Hot. <laughs> uh, so in case of excess perspiration, yeah. which the French have mainly. an aversion to. Back, a bit of groin. It, I mean, me it's, it's verging on my neck my back. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, so, Abigail, do you back your partner up there? Yeah, well, it's also because, like, you know, to bring chrysanthemums to someone's house, uh, chrysanthemums are a symbol of death. It's very bad. So you don't want to take wine to uh, a French person's house because it's a, a symbol of uh, death because, you know, you drink too much and then there's a fight and you bash them with a the wine bottle and then they'd be dead. <laughs> I thought that'd be funny. <laughs> and no one went with it, so... I, I back my partner. I think I have an Bruce. answer. Yeah. Just a competitive, genuinely think it might be true answer is that you don't necessarily know what they're cooking and so it might not be the right wine pairing yeah. and then they'll be oh. French about it. Everyone knows who on the panel they'd invite to dinner. <laughs> not violent, yeah, not Yeah, I won't sweaty. bring wine. <laughs> At posh English dinner parties, you're meant to bring flowers rather than wine. But I always think when people turn up to my house with flowers, when I'm in the middle of, like, I mean, not cooking because I never cook, but <laughs> I, to, when people turn up with flowers when my husband is in the middle of cooking, I feel like, oh, I've just got into the kitchen now, get a vase, you know. Yeah. Frankly, I'd like them to bring money. Um, <laughs> a hive mind, why must you never bring wine to a French dinner party? It implies that their wine isn't good enough. It implies their wine isn't good enough. Basically, my answer. <laughs> They think you're already drunk. Probably English. Because <laughs> it, it, it means you're probably English. Anything else? They prefer champagne. Ah, they prefer champagne. Okay. All right. So if you think it's your cellar isn't good enough, I'm judging it by presuming to bring a better bottle of wine, buzz now. If you think it implies you're already drunk, buzz now. Oh. Nobody, nobody, <laughs> nobody's gone for that at all, even the person who said it. If you think it means you're probably English, buzz now. <laughs> a funny answer, but not one anyone's backing. Or if you think it's better to bring champagne, buzz now. Uh, you are correct. It is considered an insult to the host's wine knowledge. Actually, Rubes had it bang on. French dinners say it's really important when you're making a dinner to pair 
correctly yeah. the wine with the food. Not just so anything you bring it, you've yeah, got from like, odd bins. This Rioja was on special. It's three pounds down in Sainsbury's. So like, See, right. Jägermeister goes with everything. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes you fighty and sweaty. More full La France. Question number two on Frenchness. We know what a petit mort is. Do we all know what that is? Petit mort, little death. Thank you, orgasm. But what event is known in France as the funeral of the life of a young man or woman? Good vibes. Is it a dry spell? (laughs) (laughs) A a dry spell in your sex life. Just a little interim when not much is happening and you think... And you wish you were dead. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so a spell so dry you wish you were dead. Bad yogis? I think it's when uh, they hit puberty. Because now uh, you're aging and you're no longer relevant to media or show business. <laughs> wow, it comes so so young and young these days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, Britney Spears, she wouldn't have been famous if she was 17. She was 15, so it's fine. Okay, puberty, Nat. I think it's the first time you bail on a night out because there aren't any chairs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear that. Hive mind. What in France is the funeral of the life of a young man or woman? They're marriage. They're marriage. <laughs> <laughs> marriage. You might as well be dead. Having a child. Having a child. <laughs> God, it's it's virtually your own funeral because <laughs> you no longer matter. <laughs> Your first heartbreak. Okay, so if you think the funeral of the life of a young man or woman is their marriage, buzz now. Child, having a child, buzz now. Heartbreak, buzz now. Okay, you loved that one, but you didn't vote for it. Um, You said marriage. In fact, that's the closest. It's a stag or hen do. I was speaking to my French friend about it. By the way, I've got to thank my friend Flor de Tyne for giving me all these answers. Just made question writing very easy. Um, but... did, you, did you just go to a party instead of doing a research and corner a no, French No, no, no. I went to a party and didn't do my research. It, was, it, was, it wasn't instead of. cornered a French person and yeah. said, give me, give me all the answers or I'm not letting you out of the corner. Well, we, we were talking about stag and hendies and we were like, oh, are they the same? And she was like... Mm, Fewer penis straws, but still some. And we were like, oh, do they have a funny name? She's like, no, not really. We just call them funeral of a young man or woman. We're like, it's pretty weird. (laughs) (laughs) Perfectly normal, no? (laughs) So, uh, question number three. At the French Epiphany dinner, and I must pause here, Ned, what is the French Epiphany dinner? Uh, The French Epiphany dinner marks the arrival of the three magi, the three kings, to see Jesus. And it kind of marks his... Jesus' acceptance of divinity. When people are, like, oh, this is... He's oh, d- this is legit. This yeah, is the, science. Yeah, this, this guy. Yeah. This, so go- this guy is the guy. The epiphany was when the people had the epiphany yeah. that this baby yeah, was not like, just any baby, whoa. but this baby was going to save the yeah, world. they were like, he's a big hitter, this guy. At the French epiphany dinner, what is hidden in the traditional cake? Bad yogis. The youngest member of the dinner party. <laughs> What, they have to jump out like Marilyn Monroe or something? (laughs) Just sort of sing happy birthday, dear Jesus? Yes. So it's sort of more of a show cake? 
It is definitely a show cake, but then you can eat bits of the cake off the youngest person, depending on their hairiness. So if the younger person is a baby, well, do you have to bury them in a cake? Is that not rather frightening? Yeah, but it's the French for you, Deborah. They're, they mean their religious holidays. But it, it could be a 32-year-old. Right, it just depends. So it just depends, depends who the youngest person... it would take on a very different tone. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. A baby bursting out of a cake, frightening. A 32-year-old bursting out of a cake. Uh, There's no good age to burst naked, but you must be naked. Oh, it's naked. <laughs> and they, it's the most naked youth in yeah. the room. I mean, maybe five years old is the only time when that's fine. You can explain it to them later. It's kind of fun. Don't video it for Facebook, <laughs> no, though, because they're going to have to live with that forever. Why did you make that inappropriate, guys? Um, <laughs> Abigailia, do you... Back- are you backing me? Well, I, I have a, I, I've derived what I think might be the real answer. You know, you have your little nativity scene, you know, with all the, that you set up. You guys have these here, right? So I think uh, what you bury is the statues of the three wise men into the cake. And the reason why I say that is because in Catholicism, when you want to sell your house, it's considered good to take St. Joseph and bury him upside down in the garden facing your house. My mom did that, but she accidentally put Joseph the wrong way and we sold the neighbor's house. (laughs) (laughs) All right, good vibes. What uh, do you put in the French epiphany cake? Uh, The King James Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Just bake it in there. Would the French have a lot of truck with the King James Bible given it's our Bible? It's just their chosen Bible. Because they don't want to waste their Bible, so they're like, well, we'll use a Bible that... Uh, I know they're not using... Like, papery shoe pastry. (laughs) But I think they might complain it tasted of cardboard. (laughs) So, what do you think, Rubes? I have a theory. (laughs) So, you know how the French like perfume? And you know how the Magi brought gold, frankincense and myrrh, two of which are basically perfume? Well, maybe it used to be perfume and a gold coin, and now it's just a two-euro coin. So coins, like you put in the Christmas pudding. That's my theory. Okay, that's your theory. Hive mind. At the French Epiphany dinner, what is hidden in the traditional cake? A little figure of baby Jesus. A little figure of baby Jesus? Naked or clothed? (laughs) (laughs) Jumping? Shouting surprise? (laughs) A mini baby bell? A mini baby bell. (laughs) A mini baby bell, which represents the baby Jesus. Baby Jesus. Baby Jesus. Baby Jesus. The baby Jesus. The little baby Jesus. Because, of course, in France, Jesus is translated as fromage, which means a similar transliteration. Yes. A cross? A cross? Prophecy of your demise. (laughs) Prophecy of your demise. I hope that was related to the answer. (laughs) So, if you think in the French Epiphany dinner traditional cake is a baby Jesus... Buzz now. If you think it's a baby, cheeses. Buzz now. If you think it's a cross, buzz now. Or if you think it's prophecy of your demise, buzz now. Just, just the front of man. In fact, it's two crowns for the king and the queen. Now, um, buckle up, because this is a long answer. I went to one of these epiphany dinners, and you know your youngest person thing... Yeah. Kind of accurate. Shut up, the youngest person, Half a point. The youngest person who was me had to get under a table <gasps> and remember everyone's name. What? And then they'd already cut the cake up. I was under the table so I couldn't see which bit they were giving out. And I had to say everyone's name. If I got anyone's name wrong, 
I had to do a shot of cider, which isn't that alcoholic, idiots. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought you were going to say they kick you. Um, <laughs> that's just for reasons, other reasons. The man who gets the crown then nominates a queen, and they then nominate somebody to have a nice drink of cider. It's very peculiar. It sounds like a bad improv game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what it's happens if sticks. one of them chokes? The, the, Under the, the table they, they go. The, then they... Better pray to the baby cheeses. <laughs> and it's the end of the round! <laughs> what is the score, please? Net, 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 net. Bad yogis are in third place with a begrudging five points. <laughs> and good vibes and the hive mind are tied in first place with ten points each. Yay! <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The next round is everyone's favorite round. For example, in Hong Kong, they retitled the film My Best Friend's Wedding as Help, My Pretend Boyfriend is Gay. (laughs) Whereas the Hong Kong film Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon was retitled in my home as, don't get me wrong, Michelle Yeoh is a living god, but two hours of watching people jump on roofs is two hours too much watching people jump on roofs. (laughs) What is the meaning of this foreign phrase which we have literally translated into English, fingers on buzzers? In Vietnam, they say, a cat's claws don't mark the wall. Bad yogis. Don't ever criticise the cat. (laughs) Never criticise the cat. You will be out of this house and she will remain, Okay? She will outlast you, she will outlast all my relationships. Don't you ever criticise the cat. (laughs) That's what that means. Have you got a webcam into my flat? (laughs) Sounds a lot like you have. Yeah, similar life philosophy in mine. That's why the cat behaves terribly. (laughs) <laughs> Abigailia, do you agree a cat's claws don't mark the wall? Uh, yeah, no, I definitely agree because I, I don't have pets of any kind so I find this material completely unrelatable. <laughs> Would you like a pet? No. I'm dangerously allergic to anything with fur. 
Oh, okay. okay. So There's actually a cat under the table. Ah! <laughs> well, if it gets my name right. It's just had a shot of cider. <laughs> Good vibes. In Vietnam, they say cat's claws don't mark the war. What do they mean? Cats just aren't very important and we don't listen to them. Oh, my God, you <laughs> shut your face. Opposite. Yeah, I think oh. it's the opposite. They don't mark the wall, so... We don't even know. They don't make an impact. They've just got no charisma. Basically. They walk in the room. I don't even understand. I don't like them. Uh, Do you not like cats? No, I don't care for them. Are you a dog person? I'm not any animal person. I'm just like, I I like to have a conversation with, like, living things, and so they can't talk to me, so... I think these are warning signs when someone becomes a serial killer. And then we'll be like, well, she didn't like any animals, so, you know... They don't just stay away for them. We don't. What, because they're not good conversationalists. Yeah, because I want to talk to you, but they can't talk back. Yeah, that's why I don't like babies. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Waste of time. What? Babies are, babies are definitely worse. I'm on board with these guys. Have this you ever taken a turn? No, but have you ever like tried to have a chat about babies? Like, oh, have you read about what's going on in Ukraine recently? And they couldn't give a shit. Yeah. Well, but they do give a shit. <laughs> That's all they give. Uh, Rubes, what do you think this means? Well, I wonder if... You know how cats are evil? I mean, they're great, but they're also kind of evil, right? They're plotting against us. Sure. And I kind of think that maybe they're climbing the wall or they're doing something nefarious but not leaving any trace. And do you think this is actually about cats or do you think perhaps it's a metaphor... That's what everyone else has guessed. They've guessed that the idiom is in fact about cats. And I'm pointing out that idioms about cats are usually not about cats. No, no, no. I I definitely didn't mean that it was actually about cats. Okay, so you think it's like an evil person doesn't leave a trace. Yeah. They cover their tracks. They cover their claws. All right, hive mind. Cat's claws don't mark the wall. What does that idiom mean? Weak people don't make a difference. Okay, that sounds a bit like a heckle. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thank you. Ah, uh, sticks and stones can break my bones. Okay. Anything else? The builder's done a good job on the refurb. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, if you think it's weak people don't make a difference, buzz now. If you think it's sticks and stones don't break my bones, buzz now. And if you think it's the builders have done a great job on the refurb, buzz now. <laughs> Okay. That got a round of applause, but no votes. Uh, in fact, it means you're all bark and no bite. Um, That's about dogs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, so here's the thing: in, in Britain, in Britain, we've used a dog idiom, oh. but in Vietnam, they've used a cat idiom. And three of our four panelists thought the idiom itself was about cats. <laughs> So, for example, don't cry over spilt milk. Not about milk. Just to be very, very clear, it's an idiom. It, I, th- I think we should have explained what idioms are. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I feel very I don't much really know did. what they are. Now. Um, <laughs> starting to question myself. In Madagascar, they say, you are loved like a door. What does that mean? Bad yogis. You give me plenty of privacy so I can have a wank. <laughs> <laughs> right, good. Yep, privacy. Right, wank down. That's the I'm important part. And I okay. use the British idiom. You have. Well done. I'm going to write masturbation because I find the other word embarrassing. What is the Ohio word for a wank? <laughs> jerk, jerk off. off. <laughs> you can say jerk off, but you can't Somehow say wank. Wank sounds like so like fun, like confetti, Don't like jerk your off. Fingers. Yeah. <laughs> for the listeners at home, Abigailia was miming an ejaculation. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, this, this isn't great for a podcast. To be honest, us describing gestures. You were laughed like a doornut. 
Well, I mean, I was going to say you're large and convenient. You came with the house and it's too much trouble to replace you. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, good vibes. You're a closed person. Ah, you're putting up a locked door. That's what I think it is. You're loved like a locked door. Okay. I've got to push past you to get home. (laughs) (laughs) That's my best guess. (laughs) Okay, all right. That sounds a bit frightening. Hive mind. In Madagascar, they say you were loved like a door. What do they mean? <laughs> strong but the and horse stable. is bolted. <laughs> well, if we know anything about strong and stable, anything else? You're unappreciated. You're Aww. unappreciated. Aww. I love my door. It gives me plenty of privacy. She's wanking away behind it. Unappreciated. Anything else? A lot of people love you. A lot of people love you. Because you must have a great door. door. <laughs> <laughs> well, is it because a lot of people use the door? Yeah. yeah. Again, idiom. He's idiom. thinking more of an idiom. Sorry. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm learning. Anything else? Promiscuous. Pre- promiscuous. You were loved like a door. Everyone gets a turn. Who's <laughs> <laughs> doing up? Anyone can come inside. Okay. <laughs> Anything else? Okay, so if you think it's uh, you're strong and stable like a door, buzz now. If it means you're unappreciated in your relationship, Buzz now. A lot of people love you, Buzz now. Promiscuous, Buzz now. Okay, you've gone for unappreciated, and I think that's the closest. It's you are being pushed around in your relationship. Yeah, no, 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 that, it is that. It's unappreciated, so spot yeah. on. Spot on! Side by the sport! In Spain, who is the person who cuts the cod? Bad yogis. Pass gas. Like fart. Like you cut the cheese, you cut the Trump. cod. Well, this is, this is who is the person who. The farter. That, 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 <laughs> I would give you, we'll give you more of a clue. I don't think we'd phrase it that way. Okay, who is the person who cuts the cod? They're a cod cutter. <laughs> um, Abu Ghalaya doesn't speak for the pair of us. Um, <laughs> I think it's like playing mother when you, which is very sexist. But when you pour the tea out for everyone and you're like, "I'll cut the cod." Write down farter. Don't write down farter. (laughs) Good vibes. Who's the person? Well, I was going to say fishmonger, but then I remembered the definition of an idiom. Idiom. (laughs) Idiom. It's difficult, isn't it? it? Yeah, but if it was a fishmonger, it wouldn't be an idiom. It would just be a description of their job. (laughs) So no, not that. Not that. Not that. I'm going to write it down. Uh, so who is the person who cuts the cod? I think it's just like a really witty person. Like, they're cutting, they're smarter than fish. <laughs> smarter than fish? Yeah. Okay. So the person who's smarter than fish, oh, they're so smart they can catch the fish and cut it, therefore they're witty. Or they bring home the bacon, maybe? Yeah, like maybe that, fishing, yeah. So then... the person who brings home the bacon, okay. Well, now you're um, mixing your idioms, and I'm not mastering a simple idiom first. <laughs> well, sometimes an idiom in English has an equivalent idiom in Spanish, and so I think Rubes is presenting what she thinks is the English equivalent. She's playing 3D chess, and I've got Lego up my nose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's going on my Twitter bio. <laughs> Hive mind. In Spain, if somebody said, oh, you cut the cod, who would you be? A bossy person. A bossy person. The person who wears the pants. Who wears the pants. A hard worker. A hard worker. 
manual worker, manual laborer. Manual worker. Someone who breaks the silence. Breaks the silence. With a fart. <laughs> <laughs> She's pushing an agenda. Okay, if you think it's a bossy person, Buzz now. Where's the trousers, Buzz now? Hard worker, Buzz now. Manual worker, Buzz now. Breaks the silence, Buzz now. Okay, you've gone for breaks the silence. In fact, you would have been better off with bossy or where's the trousers. It's the one in charge calling the shots. So you backed the wrong horse. That's an idiom, there are no real horses. (laughs) (laughs) And it's the end of the round! What is the score, please? Net, 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 net. In third place, it is the Bad Yogis with five points. Consistent! Um, Yep, very consistent. Uh, In second place, it's Good Vibes with ten points. And in first place, it's a Hive Mind with 20 points. round is the team's round. A member of each team has come prepared with a question based on their cultural family background. Perhaps someone here has a religion that believes learning is forbidden, or where loud laughter is an insult. To be fair, we'd probably have noticed them by now from the bit where they'd have walked out, because we're learning and laughing so much. (laughs) (laughs) Good vibes. Do you have a question for the bad yogis? Yes. So, my family's from Grenada, also known as the Isle of Spice. What spice do we have on our flag? And what spice do you have on your flag? I mean, I'm going nutmeg, but that is a pure shot in the dark. Well, <laughs> now, funnily enough, I actually saw a documentary about nutmeg, and it was very interesting. Did um, it appear on a flag at any point? I don't remember that bit, and I wish I'd paid a bit more attention. But just, nutmeg's very expensive. Right. Well, just what spices? Saffron's very expensive. Yes, but does it grow in Granada? Just out of curiosity, what's your national dish? (laughs) (laughs) Just making small talk. I guess it would be roti, which is like a curry. Okay. There's lots of spices in a curry, though. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe it's just like curry powder from the supermarket. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just a nice little jar. Yeah. One pound. Cold mustard. I've got not a thought in my little head. Okay, why don't we go with cinnamon stick? <laughs> but they're not the Christmas island. Yeah, that's true. So why, why... Let's go back with nutmeg. You thought nutmeg. Yeah, nutmeg. I believed we you. We go nutmeg. Yeah, we go nutmeg. Is it nutmeg? It is. Oh my God! <laughs> Can you imagine if you hadn't gone for that? Scott, that was such a shot in the dark. And by shot in the dark, it is an idiom. There was no shot and the lights are on. Okay, so bad yogis, well done. Uh, you, we have scored. you have scored. Now let's see if you can score again because you need to give a question to the hive mind. If they don't get the answer right, you get points. I think we should retire now, though. Yeah, if we, we just leave now. They Good night, everyone. Uh, see ya. Okay, so in the Midwest where I'm from, we define industry by belts. And I live in Ohio. So there are two belts of industry that run through Ohio. What are they? I get the answers in. So there's Rust, two belts. Two belts. So what options have we got? Rust, I heard someone say. Corn belt. Corn. Don't answer yet. What was that? Eyeball. Bible. Oh, Bible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. 
big uh, industry. Anything big else? Industry. I mean, the Bible is a big industry in America because I those mean, televangelists make millions. I still think belt makers should have be a belt belt. Belt belt. <laughs> okay, so we've got rust, corn, and Bible. Anything else? Automobile belt. Okay, are any of those correct? Yes. Are two of those correct? Yes. So now you've got to get behind the two you think it is. So if you think it's rust, buzz now. If you think it's Bible, buzz now. If you think it's automobile, buzz now. And if you think it's corn, buzz now. Feels like I've just buzzed for all of them, guys. <laughs> You're going to have to make a choice here. I think one, one and four were the ones they buzzed for, Matt. Okay, yeah. rust and corn. Okay, if you think it's rust and corn, shut yes. Yes. Okay, they've gone for rust and corn. Is it rust and corn? And they are right. Yay! <laughs> we are smashing this round today. So in right. ten seconds we will okay. win. Okay, yeah. Hive Mind, do you have a question for good vibes? Let's see if we can make it three for three. My name is Boris and I'm coming from Bosnia. So we have this idiom in Bosnia and literally when I'm translating from Bosnian to English, it would be sitting on horse. So if you say I'm sitting on a horse, yeah. it's a very short idiom, isn't it? Because it yeah. could be really be confused with actually sitting on a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Just, so if somebody says uh, they're sitting on a horse, if they're not really sitting on a horse, <laughs> what does it mean? Can I ask a clarifying question? Yeah. You wouldn't say it about yourself? No, you would say about that other person. Okay, so it's insulting. <laughs> <laughs> what a jaded view of the world. <laughs> okay, so maybe they're like, they're ready to go, like they're ready to leave or they're... they're oh, that's that a good... Well, okay, like, <laughs> is it based on sort of context? There's so much pressure like... now, we have to get this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i got a... Oh, okay, okay so give yourself one brand new answer. Tired. He's sitting on a horse, he's tired. No. Oh, what's the real answer? It's basically like getting a jackpot. Hitting what? the jackpot? Oh. Yeah. He's sitting on a horse. He's yep. won the jackpot. Horses yeah. are very expensive, Deborah. Are that makes sense. Where, do you understand the origin of it? Can you tell us any more about that? Basically, it's a say in, in my country. And sitting on a horse, bitting a coin, it means like, not just like uh, get a jackpot. It's like get a new job or get anything good in your life. So I guess it comes from a time when rich people got yeah. to ride horses yeah. and poor people had to walk. Yeah. Well, uh, under the Ottoman Empire, only certain groups were allowed to ride horses, only like barons and stuff. If, oh. you, were, if you were in certain mm. groups, you weren't Well, allowed. that is a brilliant bit of Brit-splaining to a Bosnian. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was, I think... <laughs> well, I was just mansplaining to you. I didn't... <laughs> What is the score, please? Net, 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 net. In third place, it is good vibes with ten points. In second place, sadly not as consistent as they were before, it is the bad yogis with fifteen points. And in first place, slightly running away with it now, it is a hive mind with thirty-five points. Now, 
now it's the it's a sign round. Everybody's marching these days. Some protesters come home to see the hilarious slogans on their signs all over social media. For example, the brilliant woman at a rally in the States who had a sign reading, without immigrants, Trump would have no wives. <laughs> Teams. We'd like you to make some share-worthy signs and Ned will award creativity points for his favourites. So this is a time where teams, you could claw back some points. Are we ready? Yeah. yeah. You have 30 seconds to write your slogans for today's protest, which is against industrial farming methods. Okay, Joanna, take it away. Anything, anything industrial? You want to go back to just planting things with your hands? Stroking animals. Uh, that's all right. I'm gonna do. <laughs> and time's up. All right. Uh, bad yogis. What have you got? We have a cow saying, "Move over, industrial farming." Nice. <laughs> and then it also says, "It also says, eat veg instead, you fucks." But I'm vegan, so I, I really kind of meant that. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. And then also, cow god will judge you. And yeah. I was going to add something about playing with your nipples, but I had a space issue. Yeah. So. You know. Okay, great, good. Yeah. And there's one, there's a picture there because it says sad chicken. Sad, that's a sad chicken. Because it's really an industrial chicken. Very busy board, that, isn't it? Yeah. I, yeah. No, well, there's lots of options there. I like that. Good vibes. What have you got? We have don't be a chicken, stand up to old McDonald. Um, <laughs> livestock, more like dead stock. Ooh. Ooh. Um, old McDonald had a cage farm, E-I-E, I know. <laughs> <laughs> And pigs will have revenge. Nice. Yeah. Pigs will. Pigs will. Oh. Yeah. A lot of uh, wordplay. Hive mind. Do you have anything to offer that Ned could award points to? Take back the plough, but he wouldn't. Take back the plough. Take back the plough. I want to go back to running through fields of wheat. Hey! <laughs> I want to go back to running through fields of wheat. I love that. That might be one of my favourites. While Ned awards creativity points, we go to the final round, which is our quickfire round. <gasps> Hive mind. If you know the answer, shout buzz. And then shout the answer as loudly as you can. Fingers on buzzers and time starts now. What blockbuster film is known in China as interplanetary unusual attacking team? Uh, bad yogis? Independence Day. No. Guardians Correct. Hive mind's got it. Guardians of the Galaxy. In the Chinese calendar, what year are we currently in? Buzz Pig Hive Mind is correct. Mozambique and Guatemala are the only two countries with what on their flags? Nutmeg. <laughs> Buzz Hive Mind Guns, correct. What modern country was formerly known as Zaire? The Republic of the Congo. Oh, it's so close. Oh. But it is but it's the Democratic Republic of Congo. Yes! <laughs> In French, they say, a live dog is better than a dead lion. What's the English version? Uh, better a bird in the hand than yes. two in the bush. That's Finish. an idiom, Deborah, and I understood it. Well, <laughs> Finish this line from the Armenian national anthem. A man dies but once. Blessed is the one that dies. First. Uh, Twice. No. no. <laughs> Kardashian. Last. <laughs> no, it's for their country. Oh, wow. um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Looking back. Yeah. Uh, Hige, uh, the lifestyle known as Hige, is originated in which country? Buzz Denmark. Buzz Denmark is correct, I've mind. Finish this Macedonian joke about their government. A motorist parks his car outside the parliament building. 
You can't park here, says the cop. This is where our politicians work. The motorist replies. They don't work. They don't work. Uh, Buzz, where are they? Buzz, where are they? I am a politician, and here's my parking pass. (laughs) (laughs) No? Uh, It's, uh, that's okay, I've locked my car. Hey, what a ching. That's a good joke. And we're out of the time, and it's the end of the show. What is the score, please? Net, 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 net. In third place, it is Bad Yogis with 25 points. Yay, we did our best! (laughs) We had so much fun! In second place, shockingly, it's Good Vibes with 30 points. Oh! And who's in first place then, Ned? Um, Narrowly ahead by 30 points, (laughs) it's a hive mind. And it's the end of the show. So it's a knife and a big fresh cod to our winners, but a ticket for one to Fire Festival 2 for our losers. (laughs) And I'll leave you with a saying from Ukraine, the devil always takes back his gifts. And it means easy come, easy go. We have a similar saying in English, which is Theresa May always takes back our membership to the EU. (laughs) Please give it up for Abigail Shimon, (laughs) Nat Natsima, Mary O'Connell, Rubes Walsh, Ned Sedgwick in Pennant's Corner, Joanna Biko at Keys, you've the high mind, I've been Dylan Francis White, good night! No, no, I've, I've been there and I, it's one of the best. All right, TripAdvisor. Yeah, really good. Yeah, five stars. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. 
As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.